One, two, three, four, five, let's go! to you from the plastic microphone studios deep in the heart of Cajun country, this is Faye Five from Fans. I'm your host, Jamie Ray, and I'd like to thank you for joining us. We've got another delicious show lined up for you. All of you, every single one of you out there in the podcast universe. Before I get started, I did want you all to know I have reached number 92 in Nigeria. In Nigeria? In Nigeria. That Nigerian prince has finally come through for me. I can't believe it. I just, in the the Google movies and TVs category, Fave Five from Fans. You are number one. No, I'm number 92. But I cracked the hundred. Okay, well, that's good. I am the number one movie and TV podcast in Nigeria from Lafayette, Louisiana, seven hundred five hundred six. Your street, right? That, well, no, the whole this whole zip code. Oh, the, the whole, whole zip, zip code. code. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> oh. Anyway, that's just a little something for all you guys out there. But before we get to this week's episode's favorites, I'd like to take a minute for this week's Fay Five fan shout out. It's the gang over at the Old Man's Podcast, specifically T-O-M, Tom, the old man, and Grammy, Eric Kirk, Shanat, Miss Sinclair, and the rest of them. Tom is always retweeting and offering words of support for the show. They believe in living life one laugh at a time. They're always there to make the pod family great. Thanks to all of you at the Old Man's Podcasts, because you are this week's Fave Five fans. Today, I've invited back Coach Chuck to the remote session of the Plastic Microphone Studios here from Opelousas, Louisiana, capital of the Opelousas. Opelousas, um, Oh, 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 this is where they make Targill. Um, seasonings. Yes. 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 Tony Sashri's Tony from here. Tony Sashri's, yes. Mm-hmm. Went to school with Tony Sashri. Did you? I did. Wow. Not the 90-something-year-old, the, the younger one. The 70-something-year-old one. Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> so today, we've invited Coach Chuck, or I guess you could say Coach Chuck's invited me because I'm sitting in your house, to talk about one of our favorite comedians, Another comedian gone too soon. And we're talking about John Frederick Candy. And to do that, Chuck and I have sat down and we've made our lists of five favorite roles that he played in. Now, Chuck, I think, did movies. I did movies. So I decided to make it a little bit more... Yes, because he also did TV and miniseries. Right, right. 
So mine are going to be roles. Ah. And I'm thinking this way that we won't cross over as much. Because even though he had a ton, some of the stuff was really, really good. And so I did want to make our list the exact same Gotcha. So, gotcha. So Chuck's are going to be all of his movies, and mine are going to be all of his roles. So that way we can mix it up a little bit. Um, Chuck, as you know, has been on the show before. We've done um, Star Trek The Next Generation episodes. Right. We've done... Um, Six Million Dollar Man. Oh, yeah. That, that was, was a good a one. Good one. Good one. Chuck is a Star Trek fanatic. Yes. Fan attic. Sorry, but yes. He's a soccer fan, a soccer coach, a tennis coach, a golf coach, and many other American sports competition coaching persons so yeah good enough yeah i'm a coach he's also a huge canadian actor fan yes right we have several guys we have several there's one on the screen right now behind us mr william shatner himself oh i thought that was michael myers oh no never mind okay you're right you're right um well welcome back to your living room chuck oh thank you great (laughs) to be here hello people of earth i am back i'm back so, uh, how you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, good, good, good. Ready That's... to talk about some John Candy. Yeah, yeah, good. Well, before we dive into it, I did want to say that this episode, we will be giving away a free copy of the DVD of Canadian Bacon. Oh, okay? his last movie? His last role, where he portrays Bud B. Boomer, the sheriff of Niagara County. Now... This is a 1995 comedy that was released posthumously, and it was the only non-documentary film that Michael Moore directed. Michael Moore. Ugh, the Bowling for Columbine guy. Oh, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. That. yeah. Controversial yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, not a big fan of his, but this was a good movie, and it starred a lot of cool people. Kevin Pollack, Rhea Perlman, Bill Nunn, uh, Alan Alda played the President of the United States. And so it was kind of a fictitious war brewing between the U.S. and Canada. And it's it's funny, but it's kind of bittersweet knowing, you know, that that one. But anyway, so all you've got to do is like the show, uh, retweet it. That's what I go off of is retweets. And then at the end of the week, I will pull somebody's name randomly. And you will get that DVD and a... Faye Five from Fan, thank you packet. Am I eligible for this package or? No, but okay. I do have something special for you. Oh, great. And that's half of a Caniac. Oh. But not the sweet tea because I drank that. Oh, that's that's fine. Okay, there we the go. The chicken was great. Oh, it was, though. Mm. It's worth waiting phew, 15 minutes almost in Dang. line. But you gotta anyway. do what you gotta do. You do. And you know what, Chuck? You are worth it. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. You're welcome. So. How did we get to John Candy? Mr. John Candy. He, big fan. Big fan. Big you know, fan. You, you talk about a lot of his movies all the time. Yes. And we were trying to come up with something new to, to do. And I kind of asked you, you know, of a couple. And you just jump right on John Candy. Let's just have some fun. Yeah, let's have some fun. Poor so guy. That, that's what we did. We, uh, we went back and looked through all of his movies. And like we said, Chuck has picked up all of his favorite movies. And then I delved a little bit in a different way and went into the roles that he played. So I think this cool. is going to be fun. I yeah. think we will have some crossovers, but we'll have crossovers right. for different reasons. Oh, yeah. 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 Good. 
Oh, so. yeah. Mr. Candy. Poor yeah. thing died at 43. You know? I know, right? Young, young, young. And he uh, was a good-looking man there when, when he was, I don't want to say older, but as he got a little bit older, he got that beard going on, oh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, one thing about him, he was born October 31st. Right. You know, uh, he hated that. He hated he was born October 31st. Really? His name was Candy. Yep. You know, we just celebrated a couple of days ago. Halloween, he hated it, but... That's what it was. It makes him special. Yep. Makes him did special. You, did you give out candy here? No, I did not. Oh. I was at soccer practice. Ah, okay, okay, okay. All right. So what other amazing facts do you have about him? Well, uh, of course, he died on the set of his last movie, the movie you were just talking about, mm-hmm. uh, Wagon's East. Um, oh. Or, he died on Wagon's East. Oh, he did on Wagon's East. I think East. they were released right around... Oh, okay. See, I, I thought... So. I he thought, died on Wagon's East. So he didn't finish that movie then? No. They were almost finished, I believe, but they did They did release it, so oh, they had okay. enough footage, okay. I guess, to piece it together. Yeah. That is actually one I've never seen. I've seen bits and pieces of it. You okay. know, he's uh, he's had some really high highs, and he's had some really low, low tankers. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. part of his career. But it made him special. Yeah. It made him it special. Did. You it know, did. he... uh. Throughout his life, he was 300 plus pounds. You know, he he really hated that. Um, he hated when the movies focused on that, but he still did it anyway. Yeah. You know, um, and you know, you can't you can't think about him without thinking about Chris Farley. Right, exactly. You know, the two Both of brilliant the, comedians, yes, brilliant. Just you know, um, yeah, he was embarrassed of his weight, but he didn't let it stop him. No. Didn't let it stop him. Um, one thing on a the day on his funeral, the 405 freeway, one of the biggest freeways in California, was shut down. The only other time they shut down the 405 was for a president and the Pope. But they wow. did it for John Candy. Pretty wow. awesome. Not bad for a, for a Canadian. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Wow. What else you got? Keep moving those cards around. Oh, I, I got a ton of you're stuff, the, you're man. The, come on, you bring it on. All right. His first movie was Class of 44. Came mm-hmm. out in 1973. Um, I don't know what it's about. I didn't look it up, <laughs> but that was his first movie, Class of '44. Uh-huh. Um, last movie released, Canadian Bacon. That okay. was the last one released. He made over 48 movies. Right. Not too bad. Elvis made 33, so Elvis had a lot less time to make them. So Elvis was spitting out four or five a year. Right. John, you know, could do one or two a year. That's right. He's picking and choosing. <laughs> yes. Uh, again, like you were talking about earlier, he made several TV movies and he was in several TV series. That's right. A lot of people probably don't know that. And I know you probably know the main one. Yes, you do. Um, uh, that's, I'll let you bring there. that up later. <laughs> His first TV debut was Police Surgeon. Never heard of it. Hmm. Never um, heard of it. That was his first role, and Splash was his breakout role. Okay. That made him a star. Um, his favorite movie, he said when he read the script of this movie, made him cry, made him laugh. It, it captured him, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah, it's one a great one. One of his favorite movies, uh, he said it was considered his greatest role. Yes. Um, his last movie that was successful mm-hmm. was Cool Runnings. Ah, yes, man. That yes. was a good move. You yeah. know who likes that movie, man? Scout. Yes. Scout? yes. I know Scout. I mm-hmm. hear you talking. She yeah. she liked that movie. <laughs> it's a good movie. <laughs> they did a good job. Yeah. And another fact thing, uh, one of his trademarks was at the very end of his movies, there was always a close-up of his face, smiling or waving, bye or hello. No, that's you know? true. Yeah. Always that. 
He was in tons of John Hughes movies. Yeah. Just about everything he had John Hughes's hand on, you know. Uh, he loved putting dance moves in his movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember most of them, but they said he did, so. <laughs> well, I know for sure there was one in Uncle Buck. Yes. I know there was one. Uh, well, no, there wasn't one in. No, there wasn't there one in. Um, well, anyway, I don't want to give up morals, but I, I can think of a couple times. Yes, definitely. A uh, couple of roles he did not take, and I'm sure he wished he had. He turned down the roles of Wayne Szelinski. Szelinski, is that how he said it? And Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, really? He turned that down. Wow. And he turned down Louis Tully in Ghostbusters. No uh, way. Yep, yep. But that's okay. He uh, ended up doing Vacation, which was like a five-minute cameo. What? And got paid one million dollars. Million dollars. <laughs> one million. <laughs> His favorite TV show, give a guess. Star Trek. Nope. <sighs> British. British. Um, BBC. On all the time. Uh, re- Doctor Who. There you go. Wow, Doctor Who was his favorite TV series, no believe way. it or not. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> and towards the end of his life, he uh, co-owned the Organized Football Team in Canada. Yes, I heard and that. And they actually that. won a championship, mm-hmm. you know, but he ended up selling them right before he died. Yeah. Um, huh. Wow. Ton of stuff. Tons Just of stuff. More and more info about Mr. John Candy. The man. So, the myth. The legend. I think if you're ready, I think I'm kind of ready to because re- I've been I've been chewing on this all week. Okay, I'm ready. So if you're ready, you have some uh, honorable mentions. I do. I have some alternates. I do. Ooh, uh, don't alternates. Say much about them. Yes, the ones I didn't pick. Love them, but didn't pick them. Okay, all right. Number well, one. Well, if you're ready, let's let's get down to it. All right. Number one, Stripes, came out mm-hmm. in 1981, mm-hmm. and you probably know more about it than me. Nope, nope. That's actually did not make my list. Oh, it was another one that Miss Scout. Um, chastised me that it better be on this list so thank you all right you've at least got it on the list i okay, do okay it's on the list he, i do know he played what was it ox yes yes ox yeah and quick fact the mud wrestling scene mm-hmm. broke his heart he did not want to do it because oh. it showcased his body yeah and he hated that but he did it anyway yeah he was, a, he was a true professional true definitely wow uh Another alternate, uh, Who's Harry Crumb? Came out in 1989. <laughs> yes. That was a little independent movie, just, you know, him. Uh, he was the only star, really. Uh, but he starred a lot in I wonder if he got paid for each role. Oh, could be. <laughs> that's a good one. Vacation, another classic. Classic. Again, that's the one he was only in for like five, ten minutes. Got mm-hmm. paid $1 million to do it. Yep. <laughs> and we mentioned this earlier, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. That's on my alternates. That's an alternate, 1987. really. Wow. Yeah. Okay. He had a lot of movies in the eighties. A yes, he lot. Did. And last one was Splash with Tom Hanks. Yes. Nineteen eighty four release. Yes, that's a good one. Wow. So I am very interested to find out what yours are going to go. But before we do, what you got? I'm going to give you my two honorable mentions. Okay. Then I'm going to tell you how much he made for those movies. Oh, do it. Don't. Are please. you ready now? Yeah. Yeah. Do it now. Okay, Splash, he made 350000 That's it. Wow. Home Alone, he pretty much did it for free for his buddy, uh, John Hughes. $414. That's it. What? <laughs> yes, that's all. Uh, one of his favorite movies also, Summer Rental. He made 800000 for Summer Rental. Wow. Believe it or not, Vacation, that $1 million, just for doing that little bitty part. Mm-hmm. And then Armed and Dangerous, 
This was his biggest oh, paycheck. Yeah. Biggest paycheck, two million. Wow. Compared to today, that's pennies. Yeah, that's nothing. Pennies. Wow. Huh. Okay. All right. What you got? So, uh, my first honorable mention role is going to do, be that of Bartholomew, or as we know him and love him, Barf from Spaceballs. There you go. I love this. He's so funny with that little white eye. He's got the ear that comes down, you know. Yes. Obviously a parody of Chewbacca. Um, did yes. a very good job of it. Uh, one little fact that I found that I really enjoyed um, was the fact that when um, he is in the Vespa, uh, and or I'm sorry, when, when they're in the Lone Star and Vespa is kind of being a brat at one point, and he's going to get up, he forgets to unbuckle his belt. And when he goes to stand up, it catches him. He's like, oh, boy, that's going to leave a mark. <laughs> Yes. That was not scripted, oh. and it really did. Oh, it really <laughs> hurt, hurt the him. jewels. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but they loved it, so they kept it in the movie. <laughs> um, and sadly enough, he was not uh, the voice of Barf. Oh, he wasn't? No, no. He had passed away by that time. Ah. So they had someone else do it. Okay. Yeah. I know they went through a lot of makeup tests to get that look just right for him. Mm-hmm. It took a long time, and, and they finally they, got it mm-hmm. to where it looked. They did. It was amazing. Yes. And then my other honorable mention is his $1 million role, that of Russ Lasky, the uh, Wally World's um, security, security guard. guard. <laughs> I love, love, love that. He's like, saying, oh, wait a minute, John. I'm sorry, but we're closed. I'm thinking the moose up front should have told you that. You know, he's got his long Did hands. you not see the sign? Yeah. <laughs> and so two of my favorite exchanges have to be uh, between um, Rusty and Russ, where uh, Russ says, uh, has your father ever killed anyone? And then Rusty's like, ah, just a dog. Oh, oh, oh and my Aunt Eddie, Edna. He's like, <laughs> you can hear Griswold from the back. Oh, you can't prove that, Russ. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, and then where he says, Rusty, uh, may I call you Rusty? I've had a bad experience on this ride once, which is when they're forcing him to ride the roller coaster. The roller coaster. Yeah. And he's like, why? What happened? Uh, I threw up. <laughs> <laughs> so I love this role. It is, like you said, it is a very small part, but it is an extremely uh, memorable role. Definitely. And, you know, he, he is that stalwart guard when they get there and everything else is closed. And he's trying best to do his part. Um, and then after he takes him prisoner and the SWAT team shows up and the owner shows up, um, they finally just kind of wipe everything away. And they're like, okay, come on, let's go. We're gonna, all going to... He's like, no, no, he treated me like a dog. <laughs> he made me roll over. <laughs> yes. I love that. Yes. But uh, so those are going to be my two favorites, Spaceballs and National Olympic yeah. Vacation. And those scenes were great. His yeah. his co-stars react against him. It's so great. You yeah. know, like the way Rusty reacts against him. Uh-huh. He's going to throw up and all that. Just perfect. Yeah. The and guy he just fit in. holds it, man. He yeah. holds yes. it. The guy wow. fit in with yeah. everybody and everything. He really did. He really did. All right. Well, that's it. We have got the honorable mentions out of the way. Yes, we have. And I think if you're ready... Let's go ahead and jump into it and give us your number five. My number five. I'm going to read what it's about. Came out 1993. It was about four Jamaicans that formed their country's first ever bobsled team for the 1988 Winter Olympics in Calgary. Uh huh. They enlisted the help of it's a in dis- Canada. Yeah, it was Canada Olympics, right? They enlisted the help of a disgraced former Olympic gold medal winner. 
who was John Candy, who doesn't want to coach them. Uh, they reach Canada and they are treated like outsiders. Everybody hates them. Um, with all, they embarrass themselves. They make mistakes. People uh, don't want them there. Mm -hmm. um, and they think it's going to just destroy our sport. You know, we don't want you. It's going to destroy the sport. Right. In the end, they finally they're treated as heroes and they're welcome back home as heroes. And it was cool runnings. That's right. That's a good one. Oh, um, it was a Disney sports movie. You wouldn't think mm -hmm. John Candy in a sports movie, but it's a Disney sports movie. Uh, it's a true story. Most of it happened was true. Based uh, on true events. Based on true events. They fabricated a lot of stuff, but based on true events. Um, Candy as the coach was great. Mm -hmm. You know, he uh, he pulled it off. Uh they show pictures of the real coach, and they pretty resemble each other. Yeah. You know, same build, same kind of, you know, same kind of guy. Um, that was his last big hit. Right. After that, most of them tanked. Um, mm. Most of his movies tanked. Um, stars, Leon. If you remember Leon, uh, Dougie Doug. Yep. Uh, is directed by John Turtletub. He hadn't been around in a while. Um, it was the highest grossing movie. Under the Disney banner at that time. Wow. It's pretty awesome. Uh, they, it's considered a rare and prized, genuinely feel-good movie yeah. for the family. Yeah. And and if I'm not mistaken, mistaken, the Jamaicans came back in a recent oh. Yeah, they, they came back four years later four years after later. the 88 mm -hmm. and competed again. As, I, think, as no, but I, mean, I think they came recently and came back. I oh, may be okay. wrong. I could totally be wrong. But I remember hearing that, thinking about that movie. Yeah, yeah, and consider Jamaica's a beach country. Mm -hmm. You know, surrounded by water and yeah. sand. It's crazy. Uh, they they made everybody proud of. Well, it. I mean, come on, what's what's ice and snow, but just water frozen? There you go. You know, so there I could definitely go. see that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, good movie. John Candy's last really big hit. Um, glad he did it. Yeah, you know, it worked. Yeah, that was a good one. Well, my number five is a movie that you've already brought up. Uh, and that role would be that of Freddie Bauer. Okay. Alan's brother from Splash. There you go, Tom Hanks. Now, I, yes, exactly. And I love the fact that this movie, uh, from what you just said, it was his breakout. I didn't know that. But you could, he just played such a great part. And there's a scene near the end, because this guy is like constantly. It's just he's the best. You know? He's just he's not the best. He's he's always messing around. He's yeah, got the typical the, candy pork. Exactly, you know, you know, a bumbling guy. But at the end, and I, I hate to spoil it, but at the end, when um, she's been captured and everybody knows that she's a mermaid and all of that, and the Tom Hanks character is like, "Oh, woe was me. I fell in love with a fish," you know. Freddie just kind of goes goes out on him, you know. He's like, "Oh." People fall in love every day, and look what I got. But Freddie finally just has had enough of it. And he says, look, man, people fall in love every day. Isn't that what you said? Yeah, well, that's a crock, and it doesn't work that way. He says, a lot of people will never be that happy. I'll never be that happy. And then he, the character of Alan realizes he's right. Yes. I mean, he does love Madison. Listen and to your brother. Exactly. And he takes off, and you know, you know how the movie goes, but... It was just funny that that he had such this this asinine character 
throughout the most of the movie, and then when it came to it, man, he brought his it. heart opened up. Yeah, you know, he does that in a lot of his movies. His I know, heart opens up, you know, know, and and you just can't. He captured that in a lot of people. No, no, he was yeah. a natural. He really, he was really was. And yeah. even though he's not the star, he carries a lot of these stars. He carries them. Yeah, you know, he does. Tom Hanks was still a young guy. Yeah, well, back he was there. just starting. Yeah, know? I mean, both he was, of them were really just starting. Right, you know. So I mean, I kind of can you imagine if he'd have been around for a lot longer? How? Yeah. How much longer? What? Well, uh, I don't know. I'm not even go to it, but it's amazing to think what what he could have done. Yeah. If yeah. he had lived, My definitely. The same, you know, Elvis, Michael Jackson, all of them. All of them. If they yeah. could have lived. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So let's jump back to your number four. Number and four. Find out what you liked. All right. Came out in 1989. Hmm. Uh, it's about a bachelor, an all-around unemployed slob. Okay. Uh, named Buck Russell. <laughs> he has to babysit his brother's rebellious teenage daughter, Tia. And her cute twin brother and sister, Miles and Macy. Yeah. Uh, he's a good-natured guy, but the last person you would want to think to watch children. Makes a hell of a pi- uh, flapjack, though. Makes a heck of a flapjack, definitely. Uh, but with all his surprises and little bits of luck throughout the movie, everyone in the movie finally likes him and warms up to him, and it's a little mm-hmm. heartwarming story. Yes. Uh, Uncle Buck. Yeah, Uncle Buck. Um, Great movie. Pretty good stars in it. Uh, Macaulay Culkin, you know, uh, just getting started. Uh, Gene Louisa Kelly, Gabby Hoffman, Amy Madigan all became decent little stars. Uh, Another written and directed by John Hughes. Yeah. Um, Great, great. Man, he was amazing, John Hughes. Just amazing. Boy, he couldn't make a bad movie. Yes. Um, In it, he has a pesky girlfriend named Shanice Mm -hmm. who... Tries to follow him and chase him and get him to settle down and get married and get a job, and he won't have anything to do with Nothing. it. Nothing. No. Um, as he wrote uh, the lines when they were doing the uh, kitchen scene with him and Macaulay, and they were going back and forth really mm-hmm. quick. Right. He wrote the lines on his head so Macaulay wouldn't forget them. No so that's way. That's pretty awesome. So Macaulay was reading John Gandy's head, and I guess eye contact too yeah, for the yeah. movie, you know? Because he was young. Yes, definitely, definitely. Uh, the soundtrack was Rhythm of Life. Uh, I don't know if you remember that song. Mm-mm. Okay, me either. <laughs> uh, budget for this movie was $15 million, grossed $80 million. Wow. Not too bad. Um, and like we were talking about earlier, when the movie finishes, he it's always a close-up of his face mm-hmm. or him waving by. And in this one, right at the end of the movie, you can hear someone yelling, Wake up! It's John Candy, and he starts laughing, and the credits play. I don't know if you ever saw no, it. Go no. back and look for it. Okay. He hollers, wake up, and it's him laughing after that's, he yells it. That's hilarious. No, I've totally missed that. Yes. <laughs> great. A lot of great scenes in it. Yes, I didn't talk are. about like the bowling scene with his friends trying to hit on Tia, and he, he chases them away. You know, uh, And that lot, fantastic lot car. Oh, yes. <laughs> the car backfires. and <laughs> Definitely, definitely. His boyfriend threatening him, locks him in the trunk. Bug, <laughs> bug. There you go. I forgot about bug. <laughs> yes, that's a great role, a great movie. I mean, it really oh, yeah. was. I've watched it several, several times. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's always on TV. Yeah, feel good movie. It is a good one. Yeah, that's a great number, a great number four. But sadly, not as good as my number four. Oh, let's hear it. My number four starts off with his role. As Grogon 
Grogon. Grogon. And then Dr. Tongue. Dr. Tongue. And then Harry. Harry. The sales guy with the snake in his face. Okay. And then the beaver. Beaver. And then Ray, the food repairman. The food repairman. My Let me guess. Yes. Let me guess. The animated series? No. No. Okay. Those are my five favorite roles from SCTV. Oh, I forgot about SCTV. I that, know. He, he got it started. Oh, my God. There are so many people in that show and that he went on later to work with yes. again and again. Yes. So Grogon was, I think he only did it once. Um, but I remembered it. When I went back and looked it up, I found it. He played like a um, like a Godzilla-type character. Okay. Who was invited on to a TV show, a Japanese TV show. <laughs> now, he's full size, obviously, and the little guy's a little, little guy. And he has a new book out. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just like a regular old thing. And um, he's like, oh, Grogon, Grogon, uh, uh, I've got a friend who's got a... a a jet plane. Can you maybe swat him out of the air if he flies by? And he's like, no, 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 no. It's like, okay, I don't want to do that anymore. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. Come on. All right, fine. I'll do it, you know. And it's just this funny, you know, exchange. Yeah, banter back and forth. Yeah, yeah. And then Dr. Tongue, he was a movie. And it came in a couple of things. Um, but he was in a movie that Uncle Floyd, the vampire TV guy, would watch. Okay. Okay. And I want to say one of his movies was like, um, beef in 3D. <laughs> uh, and then Harry, the guy with the snake on a tattoo on his face, he's a guy who has a snake tattoo on his face, and his name is Harry. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he sells sex toys. <laughs> so they've got probably like four or five different times. Very, uh, yeah, very it, unique it, characters. And it's these, it's these like car salesman type commercials for sex toys. Yeah. <laughs> Come on down to Harry's. <laughs> That's awesome. And then there was an episode where they played, where they did the beaver. And of course they were older yes. and beaver was tired of getting um, messed with by Eddie Haskell. Eddie. So he gets a gun and shoots him. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It was. It was great. Yes. And, he, uh, he went to that show. The cast didn't want him there at first, but once they got to know him. Oh, my God. He became the breakout star he of really that was. show. You know, he, he helped really was. keep that show going. Um, but my last role, I have to take my last right. because I find that, that one's the funniest. All right. It's from, it, it was called Roy the Food Repairman. The Food Repairman. And basically he had a shop and people would bring him food that needed to be repaired like a cake that some kids had put their fingers in yes the funniest one i found because i didn't remember all of them but i started was paul simon the real paul simon brought in a bag of pretzels where all of the salt had fallen off (laughs) (laughs) and ray has to break the bad news to him it's like yeah, man, you don't understand. It's like uh, uh, these machines put this salt on it. There's really no interaction with humans anymore. So, you know, I could fix it for you, but it's probably going to, oh, I don't know. It's going to be like 70 or $80 because I'm going to have to take each pretzel and like hand place the salt back on. You know, you just can't get this quality workmanship anymore. So, um, you know, I, I think the best thing, what, what's this? It's like it's like a dollar. Yeah, man, I would just tell you, you know, go and. Go and put that like in a sale or something. Try to get you a couple of bucks for it. And then 
come on back and let's get you some real handmade pretzels. You know, it's just, <laughs> yes. it's the most ridiculous stuff. You I know? think I remember that yeah. skit. I yeah. think I remember seeing that Dave skit. Dave Thomas was in a skit before. Um, the, uh, oh God, I can't remember her name. I feel so bad. Um, but the mom from Beetlejuice. Yes. Um, she was part of it. Um, uh, you know, Dave Thomas. Um, I think Rick Moranis was in it. Okay, could be, but there was a lot of people who came out from that show. Wow. So yeah, so that's uh, that's going to be it. That's going to be my fave five roles. Roles from SCTV. Those are good ones, man. Really good. Yeah. All right. Well, then let's. Okay, bounce we're it back working to you down. for your number three. Number three, working down. Okay, on the planet Druidia, King Roland attempts <laughs> to marry his unwilling daughter, Prince. That's Vespa. I almost said Prince. Princess Vespa. He's trying to marry his daughter? Trying to marry. Gotta marry her off. <laughs> I hear <laughs> She runs away with her droid Dot Matrix, <laughs> which is a ripoff of C-3PO. Yeah. Pretty big. Uh, after wasting their air on planet Spaceball, Dark Helmet kidnaps Vespa for the king to give them his air. He's trying to blackmail him, kidnap his daughter. Uh-huh. Um, Enter Lone Star and his man dog Barf, which Barf, we talked about in Barf here. Barf They attempt and succeed in saving Princess Vespa and also save Planet Druidia. Um, Lone Star uses the powers of the Schwartz <laughs> to accomplish this. They defeat Dark Helmet and the bad guys. They get married in the end, living happily ever after. And it is Spaceballs. Spaceballs. 1987 release. So if I'm not mistaken... The movie opens, or very early in the movie, it's like Space Pizza Hut is calling um, the 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 Lu- I mean the Han and Chewbacca characters because they owe them one million space bucks. Yes, and so when the princess is kidnapped, the reward is. One million space bucks. <laughs> yeah. and so that's the whole reason so they can pay their pizza bill off. Yes, yes. And pizza, that was Pizza the Hut. That's Pizza the Hut. <laughs> a big old Pizza Hut guy, which was awesome. Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> it was a great science fiction comedy. It really um, was. Well done, parody. Yeah, I know they wanted to do sequels, but it never happened. No, you know, it was no. directed by Mel Brooks, who no. also starred in it. Right. Um, they all, they did do, uh, if I'm not mistaken, some animated stuff on it. They did a Spaceballs animated series. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. did. You're right. Uh, starred Bill Pullman as one of the guys. Yeah. The Lone Star, Captain Lone Star. John, of course. Mel Brooks. Yep. Rick Moranis. Who we just talked about. Yep. Dick Van Patten. Daphne Zaniga. Uh-huh. Joan Rivers. Michael Winslow. Joan Rivers was Dot Matrix, Dot right? Matrix, yeah. yeah. And Michael Winslow from Police Academy. Right. You know, He's one, the one, one out the there ones. using the um, the the pick to go through that stand. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Yes. That's so good. Fine hair comb, you know, just. <laughs> <laughs> if you look closely, when they're at the restaurant toward mm-hmm. the end, the Millennium Falcon makes an appearance there. Really? They, yeah. Uh, George Lucas loved the script so much when they sent it to him, asked him, you know, you got to ask George if oh, you can yeah. make any kind of sci-fi. Get the blessing. Even Star Trek has to ask George, <laughs> you know. Uh, and George loved it so much, he let ILM work on it, and he said, why don't you use the Millennium Falcon as a little guest shot? And they That's did. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's... Uh, like Star Wars, you know, Star Wars opening credits just open Star Wars and the title and then the scroll. Yeah. This movie did the same thing. There are only two, a couple of movies that do that. Uh-huh. Everybody else puts their stars' names at yeah. the beginning. There's, I can think this of about did. 11 movies that do that. Really? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> one through nine. One through the nine. And then. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. There are 11. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, music was Bon Jovi, believe it or not. I. 
I want to raise your hands. That's was it. the song. And Van Halen, good enough. Really? Yeah, Bon Jovi, Van Halen, two of my favorites. Now ever. that was Van Hagar, right? Was it good it, enough? It probably was the Hagar years. Yeah, I think it was. Okay, probably so. Yeah, the favorite, the and best, the best of Van Halen years. Considered one of Mel Brooks's best ever. You gonna let that slide? Oh no! Well, because David Lee Roth's not in it. Yeah, no, I mean no. Sammy Hagar. Come on. Well, I like Sammy too. Sammy's yeah. a good guy. Yeah, yeah, much better than David Lee Roth. Oh well, I will fight you for that. Never got lucky enough to see him with David. <laughs> so I'm with Sammy. Yep, yep. Well, that's a great pick, man. I, oh, I love, I that, love pick. that movie. You know, that's a good one. So I'm going to go for mine with again somebody you've already talked about. Awesome. I think. Let me uh, have it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm talking about Jack Chester, an overworked air traffic controller who wants to just just take his family, go on a little vacation, go to the beach, and just enjoy the beach. Things immediately start to go wrong by the end up at the wrong house, and he gets this huge, oh my God, it's like a fourth degree sunburn on him. Yes. He does have a really great neighbor um, and ends up having to go in a like a, a regatta to, um, God, who, who was the guy? Richard Crenna. Richard Crenna. That's yachtsman. it. Yeah, the yachtsman. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, that's it. <laughs> so anyway, I love this movie simply because he is an everyday guy. You know, a lot of times his roles, and there's nothing wrong with this, but a lot of time his roles are exaggerations of things. Yes. And I really thought this role, kind of like with um, Cool Runnings, he really kind of played an everyday kind of guy. Yes. Somebody who had faults, but didn't let them, you know, really define who he was. Uh, and I was surprised when reading on this, there were actually a lot of deleted scenes in this movie that they had left out. So it makes me wonder, and this, I literally just read, read that today, makes me wonder if there's like a, a, a director's edition that has all the deleted scenes on it. There's supposed to be a scene where they're driving to, to the beach and everybody's kind of going crazy in the car, and he like pulls over the car and says, "I'm not moving for five minutes. I mean, I'm not moving until yes. I get five minutes of silence." Yeah, that did happen. There was it a five-minute scene they okay. cut out. Yes. Yeah. So there's a lot of cool stuff that um, I would like to be interested to see if uh, if it's out there and available. So cool. uh, anyway, so that's that's my number three, Jack Chester from Summer Rentals. There you go. Do you remember who his neighbor was? Um, his brother-in-law was Roman. Roman. Yeah. But, but I'm talking Dan about the, uh, the old man neighbor? The lady neighbor. <laughs> oh, the lady. Are these <laughs> yes. nice? Are these nice? <laughs> yeah, she showed everybody. Everybody. And everybody said, yes, ma'am, they are nice. Um, yeah. And her husband really didn't care? Nope. Didn't care. Um, Did you see that? I paid for that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Oh, that was funny. Okay. Awesome. Right. So we're going to bop back to your second favorite. Okay. Yeah. Number two, nostalgic about the good old days, living in a cabin. Um, Chet Ripley decides to bring his family to the mountains. However, their peaceful retreat ends when his high-rolling brother-in-law, Roman Craig, and family arrive, uninvited to cause family chaos. Mm. After many misadventures and eventually they have a good time together, they learn to live with each other after going through ups and downs. Um, like leeches on the face, uh, cunning <laughs> raccoons who can talk and what? are smarter than humans, uh, and a mythic, mystical bear 
who shows up from Jack's past. He has an encounter with. It's the Great, great outdoors, outdoors, 1988. <laughs> <laughs> love this that movie. That is a great pick. My number two. Love this movie. It could have been number one for me. Um, of course, it stars Candy, then John uh, Dan Aykroyd, right? Annette Bening, Robert Prosky, uh, Stephanie Ferrisey that played his wife. Um, budget for this film was twenty four mil and only made forty four. Believe oh, it or not. Wow. So not really a great hit. Um, it was filmed in Bass Lake, California. Huh. Uh, directed by Howard Doach. I don't know if you remember this guy. Mm-mm. Written by John Hughes. So it's back in the thing. Uh, the soundtrack from this one was Yakety Yak. Don't, don't, Yak. I have no idea who sang it, but Yakety Yak. <laughs> um, it was best known for a famous line. I'm not going to say it all, but a lot of times they would say, you know, blow it out of your ASS. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, famous line uh, when uh, Jack went to the restaurant and he ate that huge steak that nobody yes. could eat and they the went, 96er yeah, I think the 96er yes and they all got t-shirts and hats <laughs> and they were going back home and right before Jack went to the bathroom to toss it all up you can see Dan Aykroyd counting one, two, three. Okay, go. He was telling them when to run out. Oh, really? You can see it on the screen. <laughs> it's a blooper that nobody ever really notices. <laughs> um, the restaurant they filmed it at was called Deucey's Bar. Uh-huh. Right after they finished filming, the whole thing burned down. <gasps> no way. Right after they, they I don't know if they did something or, <laughs> but it burned down. But they rebuilt it and they dedicated it to this movie. There's stuff oh, in it that's all awesome. about this movie. Yes. But yeah, great movie. Dan Aykroyd's perfect character. You that know, is as a the great brother-in-law, one. Roman. Roman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. Uh, that um, raccoon. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, so I'm my number two gotcha. is also filled with not one, not two, but three different roles. Okay. In the same movie. Ah. So he plays a robot. In a story called So Beautiful and So Dangerous. Okay. He plays a desk sergeant in Harry Canyon. Okay. And he plays Den. Den. All in heavy metal. Heavy metal. Oh, my God. (laughs) I have loved heavy metal since the first time I saw it. Den, of course, is probably my favorite of the three. Because I love it. it's a story about a young boy who's like an avid rock hunter, and he finds this glowing green rock, and it transports him to another world. And when he wakes up in this world, he's a huge, like, barbarian, you know, totally bald, super buff, and he awesome. goes around and on, on adventures uh, looking for the Loch Nahr. But um, it's a really great early film of his. And I've got to tell you, the only reason that this is not number one is because I didn't think it counted enough because uh, it's all animated. Yes. Okay. But he the the role of Din is probably the biggest of the heavy metal. I don't know you've seen heavy metal. I've seen it. Again. I okay. have seen it. All right. So the, the, the role of the robot is when they go and end up um, – Looking for the Loch Nahr, it ends up in the locket of um, Gloria, who was a stenographer. She gets kidnapped. 
John Candy plays a robot who <laughs> tries to convince her to have robot sex. Wow, 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 wow. Okay. <laughs> and then in the Harry Canyon story, it's a very small role. It's kind of set in the dystopic future of, you know, the far, far flung future of 2031. A whole what? 2031. Eight, yeah. Like 10 years. Six years from now. So, uh, eight years from now. Um, and in it, he plays a desk sergeant and um, like a cop. And basically they come in and they're trying to report what's going on to him. He doesn't want to hear any of it. But um, I just, I love this movie. I love the way that he he's able to portray these three different characters so differently. And because it's animated, it really brings it home that these are three completely different people. Right. You know, where on SCTV, yeah, he's wearing makeup or whatnot, but he's always going to kind of look the same. He uses his voice he to does. convey but these in this characters. One, oh, man, he really does. He really does. But that is my number two. It's going to be John Candy's roles in heavy, heavy metal. Heavy metal, baby. Yeah. Take a ride, ride, ride. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I will cut that Not out. Not one of my favorites, but I did see it. <laughs> really? Did you ever see the sequel? Ah, heavy don't metal think I 2000? Have. No. Yeah, it's kind of different because it's only one story okay. throughout the whole thing. Okay. Um, and it's it was... Um, I'm going to have to look it up. Julie... Oh, Julie Strain. Who was Kevin Eastman's wife? Yes, um, and she does the voice of the female character through the whole thing. Oh, it's okay. good. It's worth a watch, but sadly, it does not compare. I think to heavy metal. Who does the music in the second one? Uh, I don't know. You okay. got me, but yeah. man, that first soundtrack for heavy like metal, like obscure rock people, or yeah, that's so obscure. I'd have to go and look it up. Mm. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you what I'll do. I will make a. Um, list of the music for heavy metal, and we'll make a, a Spotify list to go along with. Hey, that yeah. sounds wonderful. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I did see it. Uh, it was all right. Okay, look at there. I just made notes for it. All right. So that means I'm going to do it because I wrote it in pen. Yeah, there you go. So um, you need right. me to endorse it? You know, just to... I don't know that I'm going to sign it all yet right. because right. you know I haven't I haven't uploaded this episode. Once I upload it, then I'll okay. come back and sign it. In, in then you'll follow through. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. Okay, so it seems like if my math is right, I've got my my and then I carried the two and yeah, use your fingers uh-huh, four and then the, it seems like we're down to your number one. Number one your already. Favorite your favorite Man, John Candy movie. That was so hard because right? I got a list right here that has yeah? all forty eight movies on 48. it. Forty eight. It is so hard to choose. Most yes. you choose the well known ones that made money. Well, this one we already talked about. You already gave a really good description of it. Okay. Jack Chester, my number one <laughs> yes, movie. Give it to my me. number one movie. Um, Summer rental, eighty-five. You know, I graduated high school in eighty-six. So this was a year before I graduated. Love this movie. I love the character he played in this movie because he's an everyday dad, right. an everyday guy. He's not a comedian trying to make people laugh or trying to make super pancakes or. He's just a normal guy with his family. And super stressed out job. Super stressed out his job, yes. Just hard, hard work. Um, and he, he filled the role perfectly. Yes, he did. You know, because he was a dad. He had two kids. He was married. He had a real life. But with the stuff we see on screen, oh, that's John Candy's awesome. But this movie showed what he could be and who he is. Yes, I agree. I, I love this movie. Um, it's one of the top comedies of the 80s. Uh 
Jack Chester uh, is directed by Carl Reiner, of yes, all people. I know, you know, right? That was awesome. Uh, it starred Joey Lawrence, who became a really big star. That's the kid, yeah. Yeah, Joey Lawrence, Rip Torn, mm-hmm. uh, Carrie Green. The I loved how Rip Torn played almost the same character in about uh, uh, Dodgeball. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's true. That's true. Uh, John Larroquette, who became Cheers and then a Klingon for us mm-hmm, on, on uh, mm-hmm. Next Generation. And then, of course, the great Richard Crenna, Colonel Troutman, the best actor ever, you know? Yep. Uh, great guy. Uh, yeah, like you said, he was an overworked air controller, took his family on vacation, uh, has ups and downs. He gets in trouble and fight with uh, Richard Crenna and challenges him to a boat race. Yeah. And they take this restaurant that's a boat, and they have to disassemble it as a restaurant, <laughs> throw the ovens and all the food out, Overboard. paint it, make it a boat. And they send, uh, God, what's his name from Star Trek? Uh, Tom Paris's dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, they send him out. John Ander- uh Yeah, well, they send him out yeah. to find a, a, a sail. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, and he finally gets there at the last minute. And they hook it up, and they end up beating John Cren- uh, Richard Crenna's crew. Um, real, really great movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Theme song was "Turning Around," written and performed by Jimmy Buffett. Yes, of all I people. remember that. You know, uh, again, one of the best comedy movies of the time. Yeah, it was real, and again, it was so, it was so out there what they did to. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, it was, oh my God, it was so oh, yeah. hilarious. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. Richard Hurd. Uh, Richard Hurd, yes. Go. Richard, Richard Crenna. Yeah, I totally did not look that up on Google while you no, were reading No, it no, no. Uh, totally came I right did, out. Didn't even see it. And in the movie, he was on crutches pretty much the whole time, like I am now. Uh, <laughs> well, you're, that's not true. You're also on a walker. Well, yeah, that too. But yeah, let's not say anything about that. It's crutches. <laughs> uh, great movie. I just... Yeah. Had to be my number one. Yep. Had to be. It's a great choice. Yeah. I mean, it's a great choice. I, and, and again, for all of the reasons that I said, uh, it is a great film. Oh, yeah. And Richard Crenna and all these, they may be better actors. They become more famous. Yeah. But again, Candy holds his own. Yeah. He know? does because he is not, I shouldn't say he's that. Not, he's not he's afraid. He's funneling himself yes, into he, that role. He's not afraid of who his co-stars are, mm-hmm. like some actors. Nope. Oh, you know, that's big star. I got to. I better play this off. I don't want to make him look bad. No, no. He just goes for it. He goes for it. He just goes for it. And again, I did not put that together till just now that uh, Rip Torn plays the pirate again. (laughs) It's it's Rip Torn, man. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's all he knows. (laughs) Well, my number one is... Let's go. Let's go. We've already talked about it. Okay. And I could not agree with you more, but... I love it for all of the reasons that I love. I'm sorry. I love it for the completely different reasons as to why I loved Summer Rental, as to why I love Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck. Because Uncle Buck is absurd. But he is, he is, he, we all have known somebody. I had an uncle. I loved my Uncle Richard. Okay. Uh, it's my mom's brother. Um, but he was the guy who, Never really kept a solid job. Um, he never really. I don't want to paint him in a bad light at all. Right, right, okay? right, right. But all of us kids loved him. 
worshipped him, you know, because he was always down to play baseball, basketball, anything like that with wanted us to. You know, he always had cool, like, eight tracks and and reel-to-reel. He'd always have the coolest books and stuff, you know. So he... Uncle Buck is a lot like that. That's awesome. You know, because Uncle Buck loved, what was her name? Tia? Tia. Tia. And Miles okay. And- yeah. And he was so invested in making sure, just like we know that no matter what you tell kids today, they have to learn it. Right. But man, when he shows up, and you didn't, I'm glad you didn't because I love this part. Yeah. When he shows up with that drill <laughs> and drills the hole in the door. <laughs> Looking for tea. Oh my gosh. That scene is the funniest. As a matter of fact, if you see on my sheets, that's the picture I have because that is the one that to me, just anytime I think of it, that's what I, that's who I think of. And they play that cool, cool music too yes, while he's going do. in there. Yes, yes, yes. And his car always backfires. Yeah, always. At the wrong time. Yep, yep. <laughs> and uh, so you were talking about Shanice, the, the, the his girlfriend, girlfriend, who I think you may have described her as annoying, maybe. Yes. But when you really step back and think about it, she wasn't really wrong. No, I mean, she, she was all right. she wanted was Buck to take she a job so he to would be have money happy. and settle down and, like you said, be happy, you know? But yes. the thing was, and it's hard to kind of explain, is that he was happy. In his life, right. the way he lived. Right. But the, but the, this whole experience changed what he thought his happiness was. Right. Right. And so I really, I really liked that part of the story. Um, I liked that she was able to come to kind of a, a, a meeting, you know, because she saw him like again dancing, you know, yes, you know, with the girl, um, with the neighbor in the yes, house, in the kitchen and, while he's doing laundry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they were able to come to a good understanding, and you know, Uncle, and I love the fact that the 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 mom. Was so, I mean, you could just tell she just, oh my God, anybody but Buck. <laughs> yes. Can we can we get a gorilla from the from the zoo? <laughs> Call anybody the zoo, Buck? please. <laughs> but um, the surprise and and the way, the fact that he loved those kids. Yes, you know, he came through for him. Yeah, and this yeah. movie, like you're saying, you don't want to paint him in a bad picture, the kind mm-hmm. of uncle he was. But in this movie, he became a dad. Yeah, he became a great uncle. He became a great boyfriend, future Protector. husband. Became a protector, mm-hmm. someone who cared. The kids were missing. It worried him before. It wouldn't really matter. No, so no. in this movie, he evolved into what Shanice wanted him to be. Right, right. And what he thought that he needs to be now. Yeah. You know. And in the notes, um, <laughs> it's funny because you've already brought it up, but the end, this movie ends with the entire Russell family saying goodbye to Buck and, and Shanice as they leave. And they turn they turn around and they they wave to each other. Yes. So yes, another, I'm gonna have to go back and look at that because another classic. I, yeah. He does that a lot in his movies. He just ends up with a big smile. Yeah, and he That's, had guess, a great, wonderful yeah. smile. Oh, he, really he did. did. And underneath, he really wasn't that happy. Uh-uh. You know, it's strange. It's, it is. It is. Mm-hmm. That's why he loved doing the movies. He said, "I do movies because it makes me feel better than what I am." Oh, really? Yes. Yes. That's so sad. So it made him happy to do the movies because he could be. Everybody loved him. Yeah. You know, when yeah, he went yeah. back to real life, it was hard. Mm-hmm. It was hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That is, that is something. Well, we have made a great, great list here, Chuck. 
Awesome. I am super excited to do this. Yes. This has been a lot of fun. It has. So before we go on to the next thing, I have two options for what we're going to do next. Because, of course, we are going to do something next. Okay. Now, you can feel free to shoot either one of these down, but I think both of them are right up your alley. Okay. Okay? The first is our favorite episodes slash characters from Norman Lear shows. Okay. Or our favorite skits slash characters from the Carol Burnett show. Oh, okay. Yeah, I watch a little bit of Carol Burnett. Not a lot. I'd have to go back and do a lot of research on that one. So Norman Lear? Norman Lear. He would he did all the family. He did Jefferson's. He did uh Time after time. time a lot. Happy days? Yeah. Is, is I mean, that? there's a lot out there. So I'm kinda of thinking if you're if you're good that we're gonna do Norman Lear. Let's 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 shoot for Norman. All right, let's all right. Shoot for Norman. So when we do that episode, I already have a special all about Norman Lear and the shows that he's done. So we're going to give that one away, um, and then you and I can go and we can look and we'll come up with a list of of the shows. So, do you want to do episodes? Because I hate to do series because I know that he did a lot of series, but it seems like we don't. So maybe characters. Um. Yeah, we could do either one. Uh, if we do series, pick our five best series, or if we do five best episodes in one series, or... Well, I want to go across this whole thing for Lear. Okay, from beginning to yeah, end. For, so so you could pick any of his shows. Okay, five best of whatever. Okay. All right, well, we'll just do that. We'll just say five favorite Norman Lear things. Five favorite there Norman you go. Lear. Either characters or whatever. Okay, that's great. That's great. All right. All right, set and match. Okay, Wow. Well, again, Chuck, thanks for having me over. Thanks for being on the show. I mean, obviously, with your, your cards and your glasses, you really brought it. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> Loved having you here. This is fun. This has been. It's always a lot of fun. And I'd also like to thank all of you out there in the podcast universe for joining us for this episode of Fave 5 from Fans. I need to take a minute and ask you, nay, I say, beg you to go out Review the, the, the show, uh, share it, tweet about it, whatever it is that you do in your social media thing, but let people know about the show. Because, you know, I'm really hoping to break the top 75 in in Nigeria within the next hey, we got that. two to three years. We got that. You know, Nigeria, we coming. We're coming. And you out there in the podcast universe, you're the ones who are going to be able to help me. Um, remember, like I like to say, if you like the show, tell a friend. And if you don't like the show, tell somebody you really don't like. Because then that way, maybe you'll ruin their day, too. Yeah, Who knows? Happen. Yeah. Go watch a John Candy movie. Yes, my God. Fave 5 for Fans is part of the Slightly Irregular Podcast Network. And you can find us on Twitter, on the gram, on TikTok, on uh, the website. Um, I've put some stickers on polls. You can find us there. Whatever you like to do. Is that what I've been seeing all over the city? Yes. Oh, I was kind of disgusted, but now now that I know what it is. Well, you did have your glasses on. Yeah. Well, yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for this episode. I want to thank our our guest slash host in you know allowing us to have this wonderful spot with the great bird of the galaxy looking over us. He is. Um, it's been a hoot as always. Thank you. Yes, Chuck. it has. Thank you, sir. All right. 
And remember, folks, it may not be the best. It may not be the most popular. But if it's your favorite, then it's good enough for us. Thank you for joining us. And you can't see it, but I'm waving to goodbye with a big smile on my face. Goodbye.